Welcome. To Arcade Audio. week's episode of married with movies i'm one of your hosts samantha mullet sitting next to you on the table it's your other host my beautiful husband chris mullet we're sitting on the table isn't that a line from that lionel richie song which one we're sitting on the table (laughs) i I was so eager to get started and everything completely went out of my brain that means you know it's time for married with movies and you know that means it's time for our special guest stars of the month to be here Every month, we now have a, a friend of ours. Uh, for this first season of the guest stars, we have people that have never been on the show before, and we are very, very happy to have for the month of February. Uh, I know we've had other married couples on the show so far, but I'm going to say it. My favorite married couple, just so the married couples that listen to this afterwards are like, wait, I think they said the same thing about us. Uh, for I know Valentine's. we're only going to have this title till Rich gets married. Like, I know. <laughs> so at least you'll have a few more decades. <laughs> just kidding i love it, you richie in nashville tennessee it's the winds michael and Brittany. what's going on guys hello. hello how have you been looking tired yeah. <laughs> good good yeah if you're listening if you've been part of the arcade audio family for some time of course you recognize michael Witten. he's one of the the hosts of pods while wrestling podcast entertainment with me uh we are now in our fourth retirement, I don't know. We're we're chasing Terry Funk at this point. Sure, um, sure. We we just we just keep coming back and get and striking fire, and then get it out when we're on top. I think we're I think I think we're done after this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is last time for like five weeks. I'm like, man, I gotta go fucking record pod. I gotta go talk about wrestling. Um. So he's a a podcasting veteran, and Brittany, I don't know. If, have you ever been on a podcast before? I dabbled a little bit with my friend Lydia. We did one where we read shitty books. Oh, yeah. Like self-published. Yes, I remember that. Um, yes, yes. And then we both have ADHD, so it kind of lost steam. <laughs> <laughs> so you get Perfect. to like you get to like chapter nine, you're just like, oh yeah, this book sucks. I'm good. Let's go. Ooh, look a cat. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, if, if you are listening and you are new here and you're listening uh, because of the witness for the first time, what normally happens is Samantha and I. Uh, we own a lot of movies, thousands of them, in fact. And we're married. And we're married. And we talk about our lives. And we talk about the movies. And now every month we have guests on the show. Who, Spice things up. Yes, it's needed because I can only talk to you for an hour at a time, three times a month. The fourth time I have to have other people here to get yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like therapy. Yeah. It was weird because I, I had to retrain myself to be mean to you. Retrain? Well, in this moment right now, because we were preparing, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Widdens were having a, a, a very minor spat about like the recording stuff. I'm like, man, is this what we sound like? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so entertaining. Uh, so, so nice so, to be a normie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, I think, so 
we've I've kind of kind of had like reasons as to why everyone's been like in what month they've been, whether it be birthdays or certain experiences. Um, and for you guys, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think of our circle of friends, you're the longest married couple besides Samantha and I. And yeah. Yeah, and Stephen, Stephen Lolly, your kind of friend. So it being Valentine's Day and like the month of love, I thought like it'd be nice to have you guys on for for February. Um, no do pressure. We, do we have any plans for Valentine's Day? I have somebody to smuggle me Cuban cigars for you. Oh, that's oh, that's true. From their cruise in Mexico. Maybe we should bleep that so we don't get in trouble with the law. <laughs> I mean, just 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 bleep just bleep after the smuggle and let people figure out what it is. Okay. I, I might pick like. I might like edit it a few different ways to bleep different words, like smuggle <laughs> bleep from Mexico was probably the worst one you'd want to say. <laughs> um, if I like bleep where it's from, that's fine. You know, uh, smuggle bleep might also be not be great. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do with cigars in Mexico? Oh, Lord, especially after where you guys were talking about why Wooden's tailbone is is uh, injured. I have to train myself. <laughs> Say Mike and Brittany, and not just Widden normally. Uh, before the show, you can be we, like Widden and other Widden. That's. Well, then that, you're going to be Widden one, and then he's going to be Widden. Yeah, two. that's, yeah. that's why course. I gestured to myself first. Widden, yeah. other ladies, Widden. Ladies first. Uh, before the show, we heard about a tailbone injury, but I'm very <laughs> interested to see how it happened. Okay. Uh, well, we can't no, recreate it. No, no, Steve, no. That's all right. <laughs> no, I don't want to recreate it. So. So at the beginning of the year, Brittany and I signed up for a gym membership at a local sports complex here at home. Uh, one of the benefits of it is that they have a eight lane swimming pool. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Okay. And so I went down there uh, on Sunday and I was like right in the middle of the pool. And so the ladders to get in are like, you know, on the opposite sides and there's people around him and stuff. So I was just like, you know what? It's only like three feet deep. I'll just casually, just carefully just step in. And the last step I take before to step in was on the metal part and my foot slipped out from underneath me. And yeah, I, my butt just went on the, on the side of the pool. So I'm okay. I am fine. Nothing is broken. It just hurts. I can't credit card his ass crack anymore. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> you are Wait, just... did it. <laughs> You're sort of you running your hand up his butt crack. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So yes. You have, so you have a bruised coccyx. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yes. That's, ex that's exactly what I want Michael Witten to have that I can say all the time. <laughs> if this can happen a while, that'd be great. What's happening with Witten? Oh, he's got a bruised coccyx. What? <laughs> Yeah, Brew Cox, Cox, he's out for four to six weeks. <laughs> um, well, if you've been listening to the guest star show, you know, up front, we are always kind of like want to get to know you guys or we know you guys, obviously. Oh, we, I found you know, the sticker but... for the other for the movies. Fucking hate you. Are you kidding me? I found the sticker for the movies on this we got it. We, we got into it the other day because uh, we we color code our movies when we watch them. So like if you're going upstairs to like nominate a movie or pick a movie you know if it's already been done because her brain's bad um because yes. i will remember and she was like oh the sticker's off this movie i'm like you're no i wasn't you i had the movie and you said where's the sticker what'd you do with the sticker i said i don't know and of course a she it lost it in this blanket this orange blanket and the so stickers and orange stickers it was just gone forever and then i just found it it got stuck to my elbow <laughs> she's stuck to your elbow for how long I don't know. Don't put it on my computer. God. No, I oh, see, you guys are normal again. Um, <laughs> up front, 
we want people to get to know you guys a little bit better. So we always ask a couple questions about what you've been watching and what your habits are for both movies and TV. So first of all, have you guys ventured back out to the cinema yet uh, in the post pandemic world or the current pandemic world, but the movie theaters are kind of open again world. We have, we have, it's, it's been a while. Okay. Uh, the last time we went to the theaters was back in July of last year the reason why we were out is because the air conditioning to our house went kaput. Nice. So we had to stay in a hotel for the night. But yeah, we went to the movie theaters and we saw we saw Black Widow in the movie theaters. I have to take your word for it because I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I think that's most people's reviews of Black Widow. Is I don't remember that. I think maybe. Yeah, I think we saw it. So, yeah. uh, Flo frowned a lot. Yeah. Uh, and had a shitty Russian accent. That's yeah, that's, that's your review. You're you're on that well of terms with Florence Pugh that you just call her Flo. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, we we we've been back and I since, thought I had a braid her hair since <laughs> since more since more movies are coming out. I'm sure I'm sure we'll be back. Probably. Yeah. Have you been watching anything else beyond like uh, at the theater? been catching anything at home movie wise or what what have you guys been really into as of late yeah i have a like a standing movie date with my friend john wildman um Mm -hmm. who's fantastic and has wonderful taste and has a really long list of movies that i've never seen before perfect um so we went through the matrix saga is it a saga yet the fourth one's here i feel like it's a saga it's now yeah, I think I think it goes trilogy saga, and then if they make a fifth one, it'll just be like a I don't even know what event. A, no, it's not an event. It's just like a thing. Like yeah. at that point, <laughs> it's just epic. So you it's saw the so you saw the most recent one, Britt? No, I haven't seen the most recent one. Okay. But giving examples, like we watched um, Eraserhead. We've watched you watched you, Terminator. You, you watched the Terminators. We nice. watched uh, weird. Um, Italian horror movies that look like somebody just dropped the script five times and put the put it back in order and whatever it, they picked it up as. By uh, I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark here, try to stretch my movie knowledge. Are they by Dario Argento by any chance? At least two of them were. Yes. Of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get into Italian horror. That's what you gotta watch. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that. Um, I also like. It's February, so it's like cheesy rom-com yeah. sort of mm-hmm. stuff. So I watched Can You Keep a Secret on Netflix, and that was horrendous. Um, but it was dopey love stuff. It was kind of cute. It's tis the season. Tis the season. Tis the season. Mike, you're, you traveled a lot. I don't know as much as of late, but um, do you have a kind of like a reoccurring like go-to or like anything you've you've caught as of late? Uh, uh, mostly, like you said, it's it's been a bit since I've traveled. Um, as far as as far as like movies and such, I've been sticking more to I've been sticking more to documentaries. Okay, like like net like Netflix came out with those with those sports documentaries. Um, yes, they've got quite a few. One about the Malice at the Palace, mm-hmm. um, and such like that, and then a number another string of sports documentaries. In the title of it's called Bad Sport. Oh, um, I wanted to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the ones they have on there focuses on the 
was it the 2000s, 2004 Olympics where, or, or no, sorry, 2002 Winter Olympics where there was the whole thing with the Russian team and the Canadian team. Oh, and, the Russian judge controversy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was actually French judge. Oh, the yeah. the the mystery continues. <laughs> they, were, they should do a knife out about that. <laughs> it was long story short. It was a quid pro quo with the French judge in that program and the Russian judge of the other program. And it turns out that the Russian judge with the other program didn't follow the quid pro quo. So, so right. in any event. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I've been mostly sticking to like sports documentaries and and such. Oh, he did walk in on me watching the uh, Eternals. Yes, and I had to be like, "Oh, I won't watch the last few minutes." And then I waited till he was on a conference call, and I watched the last few minutes. <laughs> we just remarked yesterday uh, we that we haven't watched yeah. it because uh, I watched uh, the most recent thing movie wise that I've watched. As uh, I watched two sports documentaries yesterday, as I was uh, doing some work on my computer, mm-hmm. uh, two thirty for thirties I'd missed. They're just randomly on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't know why they added these two 30 for 30 oh one one 30 for 30 the other one was the new one so i watched the tuck rule which is the new 30 for 30 about the tuck rule with tom brady and charles woodson which was good and then i finally watched dion's double play which is on disney plus about dion sanders in 1993 94 i wasn't listening that well uh <laughs> playing a uh a world series game and an nfl game like the same day because he's a two-sport athlete so those are those are good um That's good. it's oscar season so Oscar nominations came out. You're so fucking lucky. Uh, You're so lucky. Came out yeah uh, when we were recording this yesterday because uh, well this is we normally say the date it's February 9th. This will be airing uh, not next week but the week afterwards. We're kind of recording this in advance like we've been doing with our guest star shows. Um, so I'll have more in depth analysis about those Oscar picks a on the Blank Slate podcast sometime in March with Rich and Tony that you can find on the Arcade Audio uh, Network. Thank you. Um, after I've watched the rest of them i have seven more movies to watch of the oscar slate and b when i have time to process how royally fucked we got in our fantasy movie league with some of the snubs that happened yeah Uh, i'm so glad you made me watch spencer justice for lady gaga is all i'm saying um (laughs) and uh not justice for kristen stewart because you got snubbed everywhere but the oscars um but we'll get in that another another time um in terms of movies uh, we've covered, but in terms of TV shows, are there anything you guys are, are watching at the moment? What, what, Together, yeah. what we, we watched uh, Yellowstone. Okay, that's picking up a lot of momentum. Like I, I feel like everyone's watching Yellowstone nowadays. I feel like everyone I've ever been related to that never left my hometown thinks that they are Beth and Rip. <laughs> There's a character named Rip? Yes. Yeah, yeah, his character, oh, yeah, his name is Rip. Oh, I can't wait for that to ruin that name for him. <laughs> I like the guy plays it really well. It's convincing. Um, um, also, together we have we've watched all of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Hell are, yeah! We are in season six of our rewatch of Thirty Rock. Well, nice. my first watch. Oh, first first watch. Yeah. Sorry, first watch of Thirty Rock. Um, and then I'm also one of those background like binge things so like yes i knit and crochet and like oh i'm just gonna focus three inches in front of my face and do this thing and then famous people will talk in the background and then uh, uh and then and then of course letter kenny are uh our i know you're favorite. a big letter kenny guy yes I'm, I'm very much that way with movies not so much with tv shows binging and the movie we're discussing today is already become like one of those go-to movies that i was going to get into so that that's funny you mentioned that mm-hmm. um 
for us together, uh, I think part of the reason why I've been in a funk for the past week is we're, we just yeah, finished, we just finished the first season of Euphoria, yeah. uh, which is which is amazing. It is it, it is a so phenomenal good. show. Jillian not doing shit. My daughter. She's staying in her room. Is not going <laughs> to high school. It's as simple as that. I don't think she needs it. I think I think she'll be smart enough on her own. Yeah. I mean, and, I didn't. So and look at me now. Married perfect. to the other wooden. There you go. Perfect idea. It's an amazing show. I can't recommend it, it's it enough. It's really great. It's it's definitely picked up even more steam as of late uh, in the, the middle of its second season, season, which we are going to start watching yep. soon. Yep. But we yep. we pretty much binged the first season in about a week, week yeah. and a half, which is tough because they're each like an hour and they're not they're not they're not easy to they're not good hangs like (laughs) it's not like you know what let's sit back let's pop some popcorn and let's have fun and watch euphoria it's just like hey i'm about to go to bed you want to be fucking sad i think think it's so sad because it's so real and what episode was it not the last one but the one before that when it dealt with like manic depression yeah was bipolar disorder manic depression you know it just felt so real and like it's just so heavy. It's a heavy show. It's so heavy, yeah. but it's really well done. Like they do such a good job. It's like yeah, we're gonna. So after this, we're, after this, we're gonna start Ted Lasso. We've decided. Yeah, it'll be much better. I need to get Apple TV Plus anyway to watch Tragedy of Macbeth and Coda for my Oscar my Oscar project. Yeah. So yes. my Oscar project, like fucking. And that's gonna be nominated for an Oscar in a couple of years. The Oscar project. <laughs> I, you should. That should be your next script that you write. I got to I got too much. I'm writing. All right, don't worry. That about should it. be your next. I'm gonna write that script. Go for I it. I thought you just wrote grocery lists as mullet. That's. What was that again? I thought you just wrote grocery lists. That's. I write so much. <laughs> Poop reports. Poop reports. Grocery lists. Uh, full length screenplays. I'm submitting to festivals after we're done recording this. Yeah. So just a lot of stuff. Um, but I also write. Uh scores and mvps and lvps on index cars because it's time to get into our movie i'm the king of segways i write segways you ride segways i I know the guy who invented the segway not the one that fell off the the bridge the other one um that's true (laughs) that's that's true actually correct this is way more depth than i already anticipated Uh, so I don't remember the actual guy, but like one of the oh, investors. The I guy. misspoke, okay? When I, w- when I was in robotics in high school, which is why my <sighs> robotics, my high school experience was not like Euphoria's, because <laughs> I was in robotics. We knew the guy that invented the Segway. Mm-hmm. Now I feel Mark- like I need to watch it because I grew up, my parents had a honky tonk when I was in high school. And I, uh, I worked there, obviously, like busting tables. Mm-hmm. And I went out to take the garbage and came back in. I saw one of the line cooks, like what I thought was like taking care of his insulin. Uh, and I went back inside and I was like, hey, dad, I didn't realize Jimmy was a diabetic too. And he went outside oh. and he was shooting on the, uh, on the clock. Um, I, don't, I don't think they've done meth yet. That's if I can say it positive. <laughs> they haven't done meth yet. You, you have fun watching that. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be that's going to be maybe sure. too close. To that's going to that's gonna be sure that you watched. <laughs> so so in full disclosure, the reason I wanted to start watching it was for two reasons. I wanted number one to watch it because it's all the buzz. And yeah. I'm very much like we haven't. We're we, very pop culture still. We used to do it a lot when we did improv. And like, you have to kind of be up on those things. And I also didn't feel like I was watching any like, quote unquote, prestige TV besides like the superhero shows. So I wanted to get into something. And number two, 
I am starting to work and develop on a, a screenplay mm-hmm. that is involved with like heavily involved in like high school girls in you know in their everyday lives. And I was like, well, I need to watch this to make sure like what I'm already conceiving is not like too close to what it's going to be. And so far, I'm get, good. I help you get like that perspective. Well, I don't want perspective because I, I well, have my own need, perspective. No, but you need but perspective if you're going to have write your own perspective. Girls in high school, you need to girls see in girls in high school. What was that, Britt? You have your own perspective on girls in high school? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like my own take on it. That's, you know. Yeah. But as a girl from high school? Absolutely. You you haven't told her this yet? No. <laughs> I was a girl. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally I mean, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Beyonce was a boy at some point. She sings about it all the time. If I was a boy. If I was yeah. a boy. Okay. Taylor Swift was a man. Okay, we're getting off track. <laughs> this uh, my meds have speaking, definitely worn off. Speaking today. of girls, <laughs> the best meth Nashville can buy. Um, what we do for our guest stars is our guest stars give us a list of five movies they'd like to do for the podcast. We choose one. The other four we don't pick uh, could conceivably be watched uh, for our movie. You should have watched uh, awards every single year that we do. Uh, the Wins did not disappoint with a killer list that gave us a lot of pause in terms of what we were going to pick. The Absolutely. other the other four movies were uh, The Bone Collector, uh, which I don't think I've thought about in a quite some time. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, The Bone Collector. Um, Caddyshack, Animal House, and Django Unchained, uh, oh. all, which... So the way we came down to it was Caddyshack and Animal House almost, like, canceled each other out as, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, 70s, 80s, Comedy. Ranch comedies. Yeah. I was fully expecting one of your movies to possibly be Airplane because I know that is a a. Listen, Mike told me about this assignment to come up with a list of movies, uh-huh. and then I would bring him a list of movies and be like, "Oh, it's got to be something they have on DVD." Okay. Oh, it's got to be something that they've never watched before. <laughs> oh no, it's not five movies from each of us. And so eventually. This list turned into what it turned into what we might gave you guys. You, oh, we you, loved it. You got your choice. I know, but I wanted to put airplane on it because what they already these yeah. motherfuckers are so pivotal. Well, in where airplane is in our story. I think Mullet's getting to he he wants us to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> he knows me too well. <laughs> so, uh, so, he's, so yes, he's been yes. on the receiving it, end of a lot of your like. It would have been. It would have been disqualified from consideration because we did do it many many years ago but that doesn't mean that you guys episode 86 perfect see so they did the research i forget who didn't do the research i'm like we've already fucking done that movie they they, it was me because mike kept telling me the wrong assignment no i'm saying somebody else gave us a movie that we'd i think it was rj and i was like we've already done that fucking movie he's like all right fine here's another (laughs) movie so you know you did the right thing other people have not but I was RJ. expecting that to be fucking RJ to be to be part of it. If you want to tell the so let's save it for a stinger for people. We'll tell the airplane story at the end. Okay. Sure. If you want to tell the airplane story, so we ultimately yeah. went with what we're doing today, Knives Out from 2019. Yeah. Like one of the last movies, like right before like everything went to shit. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Wasn't this it was one of the last ones a lot of people saw in theaters. I feel like. I think this was the last thing we saw in theaters. We had seen Onward like two weeks oh, before. Yeah. Yeah, Onward came out, and then, like, everything went to hell. Okay, so we saw this, then we saw Onward, because we have a four-year-old, three-year-old at the time. This came out around the holidays, but we didn't see it until, like, February of 2020. Yeah. Uh, So I will read the box. A Ryan Johnson whodunit knives out. A ingenious riff on classic Mm -hmm. what? 
You went. I was preparing. Mm -hmm. That interrupted me. Mm -hmm. An ingenious riff on classic murder mystery says David Fear, Rolling Stone. That's the guy who took over for Peter Travers. And Marvelous and Mischievous says David Rooney, the Hollywood reporter. I almost said David Hooney. <laughs> I couldn't see it right. It's the, very small. Oh, this is going to be wordy as fuck. <clears throat> the circumstances surrounding the death of crime novelist Harlan Thrombey are mysterious, but there's one thing that renowned detective Benoit Blanc knows for sure. Everyone in the wildly dysfunctional Thromby family is a suspect. Now, Blanc must sift through a web of lies and red herrings to uncover the truth. From acclaimed writer-director Ryan Johnson comes a suspenseful, twist-filled whodunit with an all-star ensemble cast, including Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, Christopher Plummer, and more. You lucky son of a bitch. I almost told, I almost, almost said John Donson. <laughs> I was like, no! I Same thankfully, person. Same person. Uh, you got through it, buddy. You got uh, through it. John Donson owns a bowling alley in Tulsa. It's <laughs> just like, you know what I was almost named? <laughs> um, so why did you guys nominate the knives out uh because mike told me yeah um because mike told me that i had great taste and so we just went with it <laughs> had because you i had to whittle down all 15 of them that i had picked out before <laughs> well hopefully you, you held on to them because of course we'll be we'll this is not the first time this is the first time we have you guys on the show but not the we're, gonna, we're gonna have everybody back we're gonna go through a little Absolutely. cycle and a routine we only have so many fucking friends um <laughs> So obviously you have seen this before. Did you guys see this in theaters or, or what, what is your experience seeing this? Well, I watched it with my friend John I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. that standing movie date. And then we watched it together at home. And it was. Yes. Gotcha. It was great. We like we just mentioned, we saw it in theaters uh, a little while after it come out. And it, it, it had what in the box office is known as, as legs and that it did. It did well, but then it just kept doing well, like it yeah. probably opened modestly, like 20, 30 million. And then it just like kind of hung That's around yeah. for quite some time. So it got to the point where like she really wanted to see it because she's a big like murder mystery person. Love it. Which, which I also want to get into just in terms of like it is a genre. Um, oh, yeah. But we had also already seen uh, for the podcast, our first episode was Looper, which is Ryan Johnson. And we had done Brick, which is Ryan Johnson, both of which we weren't necessarily we big weren't fans, of. fans of. Right, right. And you also have The Last Jedi to contend with as well, <laughs> depending on where you are for that Star Wars movie. So I was going into it, not a huge Ryan Johnson fan. And we saw it and I was like, that was good and didn't give it like much mind. Uh, and then like working from home during the pandemic, mm -hmm. like you had kind of been mentioning earlier, Britt, was that like you just kind of put stuff on as noise in the background uh, that, you know, just helps pass the time while you're working or doing other things. So this, I think, was very quickly on either Amazon Video or something. Yeah, it was and on Prime. It was on Prime, yeah. So I, I put it on. And next thing I know, like, I'm not doing whatever I was supposed to be doing. I was just <laughs> watching Knives Out again. Great. And I shit you not, I think I've put this on. Like, it's not on TV. Like, it's not like a rewatchable right. in the sense of, like, it has it's a TV like contract TV yet. Yeah, it's not one of those movies yet. I was just like, man, what do I want to put on? I've probably seen this, like, six or seven times. Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely. for being like, I'm just going to put Knives Out on. And it's grown on me so much. I think it's honestly one of the best movies that have come out in the past, like, five or ten years. It's that fucking good. It is really. It's, like... It's a delicious movie. Like, you know how Wes Anderson movies are like, just visually you get sucked in. Yes. This was one of those, 
plot forward movies that I just wanted to either make out with the characters or punch them in the face the entire time. <laughs> like, that's all I wanted. You that's all angry, I really right? needed. Like, yeah. like you had a reaction to them, which is that should Great. be a, that should be a review on the box. Delicious. I want to either make out with them or punch them. <laughs> Pretty Witten, the Nashville star. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's and I think also doesn't like something that I've been mentioning in many mediums for quite some time is that there's not enough original stories. Everything and that's not a, a, a fresh take, but there's everything is like regurgitating. Everything is a, a sequel. Way. Everything mm. is intellectual property. Right. So like retelling or something. So taking the murder mystery genre, which is largely gone untouched, especially in mm. film. So sure about what's that. another like murder mystery besides the, the Hercule Mur- Poirot yeah, stuff that they re- but again that's it that's an intellectual property that's not an original story that's not that's creating true. something from, from, that, from that scratch true. that's true creating something from scratch um and having it be so popular and so good is like such a great breath of fresh air is that's there a true. sequel coming out at the end of this year of course Absolutely. there is but Fuck yes, because it's something they're not doing where it's like, oh, we're just going to like roll out the same characters. They found one character in Benoit Blanc who can be like Sherlock Holmes and Hercule Poirot and uh, fucking Encyclopedia Brown. That's he's not a fucking that doesn't count. Miss Marple. Uh, Miss Marple. That's who I meant to fucking mm-hmm. come up with. I went with Encyclopedia Brown, um, who like Nancy you, Drew, you can make movies for. Days. Uh, for decades now, technically, just as this character, it's wonderful to see. And I would, I will go see every fucking Knives Out movie until they're absolute dog shit, just because of how good this one is and, and the, the the goodwill that it has. Um, it's a it's a question that I had kind of going into this movie because I remember watching it the first time and going back to watch it the second time, I was just like. I was just like, ah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. And the question I had in, in my mind was, what, what makes a good murder mystery movie? Is it the plot in which you're the mystery, the the who done it, mm-hmm. or is it the characters and how they're interacting in the movie? Because you can make an argument that this story is not a classic who done it. It's not. It's it's a it's a change on it, and so it it may kind of rely more on how the characters are interacting with one another, which which is a, a beautiful job that they that they did in this movie. But like you said, with it being kind of original, it's a little bit refreshing that it wasn't just a classic whodunit. Yeah. So you so you have the the characters interacting with each other in this new way of this mystery that just makes it. After I got done watching it, it just reconfirmed like, yeah, this is a really great movie. It's I, so I point out in uh, in my notes, like you hit the nail on the head. It's not a classic who done it because you know who quote unquote done it 35, 40 minutes in. in. Right. Like, like, you know, like you get your answer. I remember yeah. sitting in the theater being like, oh, fuck, damn. Like, that's it. But you don't know. I guess it's more like a how done it or like a right. what done it yeah. than, than a who done it because yeah. of how it all unravels unravels afterwards um it's also like i think everybody likes mysteries and it's also like to me at least in my childhood 
like the thing I watched or read like the most, like I already referenced Encyclopedia Brown, like I read the shit out of that and the Hardy Boys and my grandmother loved like murder she wrote and diagnosis murder. And like, that's what like old people TV was <laughs> that you watch with your grandparents. Um, was everyone else kind of that way? Like, has everyone been like a, a mystery person, whether they be murder, murder or otherwise for quite some time? Or is it just me? Am I just the weird old soul? I had to sneak majority of my Nancy Drew books unless they were like given to me as a present because mm-hmm. um, my grandparents were Presbyterian so mm. it wasn't uh, there was a lot more come to Jesus than like come to the library oh okay <laughs> okay that makes sense I was like I don't know what that means what is the Presbyterian and why don't they like mysteries <laughs> against women solving crimes <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to be pastors so Oh, wow. Gotcha. Got it. Okay. No, I'm super into mystery. Yeah. Agatha Christie is one of my favorite yes. novelists. Um, yeah, I've always read mysteries. My mom as well. Uh, so I always have loved that, like mystery and thriller as well. I think um, those kind of go hand in hand because a lot of times when you're reading like those like thrillers, like it's got the twists and turns of like yeah. who done it and stuff. So like you know, Agatha Christie, Sidney Sheldon, like they're my favorite authors. And did you and your mom share like trashy beach reads every summer too? Or no, 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 just mysteries. Just and and like old English literature and like the Lord of the Rings books and stuff. Um, yeah. Eclectic shit, you know. Eclectic shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Win. Oh, oh, we're waiting for my answer. Yeah. Are oh. you mystery? Are you mystery boy? Um, I mean, I I would like a good. I'll take a good mystery, like like one of the movies that you that you mentioned that we nominated, The Bone Collector. That was personally my nominee, nice. and that's a that's a little bit of a of a kind of a mystery suspense. What about uh, books then? What about books? Oh no, or, just, or, any, or any or any mediums. You know yeah. I just want to know how many books you read. <laughs> hey hey, we had hey, I had accelerated reading in in elementary Ooh, school. Oh boy, that God, was just... talk about some accelerated reader. Hell yeah. <laughs> They were just books and bigger fun. I was part of those. I was part of those pizza parties. You turn the pages fast. I read. Yeah, I know this is going. No, Wyden was in the book it because he got a free pan pizza. That's what it was. Exactly. (laughs) You tell me. You tell me. I just have to read this book about Emmett Smith and I get a pizza party. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. That's the most Michael Wyden sentence I've ever heard in my life. I'm reading like fucking Henry and Ribsy and like actual books, and he's just reading a, f- a five-page biography of Emmett Smith so and get a fucking pizza. <laughs> hey, hey, the book was called On the Field with Emmett Smith. Okay, it was more than five pages. It was at least a hundred pages. He it's probably on- only wrote the forward. He didn't write it. How old were you? Fourteen? No, I was in elementary school. It was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, does he wouldn't roll into a pizza right now? Hi, uh, I read this Emmett Smith book. Can I get a free pizza? <laughs> and then they and then they asked me the quiz. What was his number in, in professional football? Twenty two. I'll take pepperoni. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I love Accelerator Reader and Book It. Um. Well, like so that's topical to the nineties. I think another reason why I love this movie so much is it's so topical now without like trying hard. So most mysteries, this movie still has like a bit of an old soul to it that just naturally comes with, you know. This murder aura. and suspense it's like, like the, the aura, aura of mysteries of yeah. yeah you just yeah. immediately think of you know like all the things we just mentioned but mm-hmm. it tackles you know 
the divide in our country and like yeah. immigrants and the alt-right movement and cryptocurrency and like it's it's so nice to see these things happen like in the now and as opposed to organic yeah and i think that's the reason why it feels as fresh as it does is it doesn't hammer you over the head with it it's just this is happening in 2019 mm -hmm. and this is how people are and that's what makes it feel so real and that's what all these characters are either re not relatable to in that like you identify with them but you identify them as being like oh i know a piece of shit like that well, oh yeah i know this piece of shit too that was a big yeah that was a big conversation after we watched it was how much of these actors are actually playing themselves are they the reason the plot goes forward so far or yeah. is it just really excellent writing that just that, that just made me think because i was just like okay everybody in this that's part of the the thromby family are thrown around all of these all of these terms and and such and it just made me think like like where did that influence come from like was was harlan like secretly thinking that like that way years ago because it didn't because it didn't seem like it well i think part of it is um money money right i'm trying to like <laughs> think of like yeah like it's like the social um circles circles like oh. the, the classism basically yeah. okay um, yes so i think i think that was part of it i think also why this film is so relatable like you were saying is like they're one family and they have all these different things personalities mm -hmm. and you know obviously they all loved each other they all have like a thing in common right like they yeah. all had like their father figure in him and yeah. everything. Um, it's like everyone has like their family like that, right? Like, you know, you love your family, but then there's like the crazy one or like the like not so like spiritual one, you know, like like you your have aunt. like <laughs> <laughs> I was like literally you're saying about Adam's aunt. I'm like, this one's gonna My say out aunt, loud. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like so I, I think they did it so well because it felt like they had all these different personalities, but they all fit together yeah. because they were supposed to be together because like, that's just like how like real this movie was. That's family. That's like, family. Yeah. Those are families. And this cast, I think, I think I mean, this... it's a combination of excellent writing and excellent acting. I think this cast is killer. There's not a scrub in the bunch in terms of anybody that's on the cover that I read on the back of the box. It actually is one of the most difficult LVPs conversations I think we'll ever have. Mm -hmm. I have somebody, but it's, it's, it's a minor um right. just the way that it's set up like it's so we can start getting into like favorite scenes and and favorite parts of it um but just the fact that it's it starts so opposite of what like a normal mystery is like in the middle of the investigation already like recapping everything with all these individual interviews you, you just get so much of why this the script the scripting and the plotting of this is so perfect right away because everybody wanted her at the funeral everybody spills the beans on one another in some manner speaking mostly don johnson uh who's great in this movie he's not gonna be the mvp of this movie but don johnson's yeah, fucking great in this movie yes yes with jamie lee curtis just like the way that they play off each other and the characters yeah. i think it's just fantastic i think it's it's yeah everybody calls her kiddo or like some like a uh, like phrase of affection and everybody yep. says she's from a different country and nobody ever fucking gets it right because Anna de Armas is Cuban right. <laughs> which I fucking love I literally in the movie was looking up like 
like like I was thinking like who gets it right and I looked up and it says Cuban American actors I'm like holy shit none of them do <laughs> it's a great <laughs> detail in the movie everyone's story has them like in their head when they visualize it when they flash back to them them behind Harlan with the cake and like this happy moment um like it's all so well put together from like all just the interview portion of it and then you actually get into your protagonist of Marta and it's just that that's probably my set Ugh, it's so hard if I had to make a top three it's in my top three in terms of scenes um what are your some of your guys's favorite scenes I'm, I'm guessing we have a lot of the similar ones but I'll kind of open the floor uh my favorite was uh Benoit hitting the high C and Joni just going I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> like, the Gwyneth Paltrow bullshit. Like, <laughs> do they have, I'm trying to remember, does she have the name of a company in this? I think, like, yeah. the other, what is it? Remember yes. What it, it was like, Flam. It was Flam. It was Flam. Flam. That's so fucking good. Not, not Gloop. <laughs> not Goop. Not Goop. Goop. Flam. Flam. Specifically, not Flim. That would have been, that would have been IP. <laughs> that would have been too close. Yes. Fucking great. Um, my, my favorite has to be, has to be the arc of the baseball because, because yeah. he talks about, because he talks about in the movie, he talks about which he, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, Benoit, okay. uh, he talks about gravity's rainbow and mm-hmm. he talks about being able to follow the arc for certain, for, for certain things. And it's just amazing how, how the baseball gets thrown out by Don Johnson because he's fed up about him possibly being ratted on that he's been cheating. And then the baseball comes full circle back returned by Jamie Lee Curtis, who finds the letter and then, and then it gets revealed. So just being able it gets revealed to her, well, it gets revealed to her and to, and to all of us as well as at the letter, because, because the letter is blank. We think it's blank. No, wait, wait. The the letter. Time out, time out. No, there's a scene where Jamie Lee Curtis is upstairs and she's reading through the old passages and there's burden marks on the back of the letters that she's reading. So you know that that letter wasn't blank. Yeah, but there's some people like me who miss that because they're dumb. (laughs) And she doesn't actually unveil it until the very end of the movie. Until the very end when the base, when she returns the baseball. Anybody yeah. that's ever read a Nancy Drew book would just smack you guys in the face for not picking that up. <laughs> oh, no, I, no, I, no, I'm not, I'm not siding with him. I picked it up right away. I'm just, I was trying oh, to okay. help him. <laughs> that's, well, that's rude. It's, po- it's Potswoggle <laughs> support. You gotta, gotta do it. <laughs> just every time you made a bad pick and pick, it's like, hmm, interesting. Okay. That, I can see that happen. And I'm like, put my hand over. I'm like, that's not fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the other thing that I liked about it and I learned more about this as I kind of looked at like movie details and stuff like that, especially the movie details subreddit. Mm. Um, the game Go plays more of a connotation in this movie than than yeah. you would think, and it's and it's so unreal just how much there's talks of of playing his game and Marta playing her own different game, which makes her more successful. Um, one of the interesting things that I read on the subreddit was in the scene where Ransom and Marta are talking in the bar. Mm-hmm. If you look at the bo- the beer bottles, 
there's three red beer bottles surrounding one green one. Okay. Apparently, apparently it's a positioning go called Atari in which one player stones envelop the adversary stones. And so the player that's surrounded needs to make the move of just retreating. Mm-hmm. And it's a, and so it relates to Ransom kind of being her savior and lending her back out of the situation that she's in. Um, the hardship of thinking that she killed Har- uh, Harlan. But in all honesty, it's an advantage for her because she's able to do that and she's able to save herself. So I read that and I was like, do we have to do it? Do we, like we talked about last night. I'm like, do we have to learn how to play Go? Like, <laughs> like do we have to learn this game? The first, time I, the first time I saw this, I thought it was just That's Othello. So, and yeah. I was like, oh, I know how to play that, that game. Too. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, never mind. I'm good. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just keep playing Othello because I'm good at that. <laughs> Um, um, I, this is how I know we're children of the 90s because we all have our own Othello board. Yeah, exactly. Um, that the go scene, which is essentially the reveals that the first reveal scene of what actually happened is fucking great. I, their their chemistry, Christopher Plummer it's and Anna so Armas' chemistry is so great because you see, pure yeah, there's just the, the the two pure people in the movie. Well, Benoit Blanc is pure as well, but um. And just like their grief and their like his composure and her agony, like that scene, all everything about it is stellar. Although, why the fuck does he have to slit his throat in front of her? Like you could have waited until she closed the fucking Man, door. Because he's a fucking mystery writer, dude. What you want? That doesn't mean anything. He's dramatic. I'm a podcaster. If you're on your yeah, deathbed, exactly. I'm not gonna whip a fucking microphone yes, out. Yes, you absolutely. I mean, <laughs> there's so many people like going on that drama note. Nobody's identified as the gay cousin. So, like, what if Harlan was the gay cousin? You know, and that's why he was so dramatic. I guess <laughs> every <laughs> there's always one. There's always um, one. Yeah, that was one of I've I very very few nitpicks. We'll we'll get into her in a minute when we get into the things we necessarily don't like about the movie. And that's one where it's just like, dude, well, wait till she closes the door. Come on, like that's but just no, but giving her unnecessary trauma. But the whole po- you know the whole point of it, right? It's because he's slid his throat and the blood got on her shoe well i know i i get like, for the it, plotting for purpose the of, plotting of course purposes. this was the first time i when i've that i've seen this i actually noted the first time that benoit like meets marta he looks down very subtly in the very very first interaction with her he looks like directly down for like a half second looks back up at her and i was like oh yeah it still is another nitpick of mine is like okay because for most of the movie until the end you're like oh this benoit blanc guy is kind of a fucking sham like he's not a very good detective that's is what it is what is what it appears i know it's but like that, but the, you could say the same thing about... then just make it a colombo movie it's the same thing. <laughs> but but the, but the thing about it is 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 like is like yeah like that's that's the same kind of nitpick i had of like well he knows right off the bat that she has something to do with it why doesn't he just you know put her in a quarter and reveal that but in the conversation that he's having with uh Juanetta thromby harlan's mom yeah you know, he makes he says, and I and I wrote this down verbatim. He says, "The truth, uh, the truth doesn't matter. It's what you do with the truth once you have it." Right. So, just, so just the truth wasn't enough for him. Like he wanted to know, like what, what like what he was going to do with that truth, and what Marta was going to do with that truth. He he essentially he, it he does essentially know. It just throughout most of the movie, he's made to look, I think, like dimmer. That's that that's no, it's meant to be. No, it, that's, that's how I interpret it. But. That is purposeful it's a 
plot device. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want everyone to think that you are even, oh, I read the New Yorker article about you. You're the greatest detective. Like then you're never going to solve the, the mystery, right? Because people aren't going to be genuine or open around you. Sure. That's why it's like, you have to be that like approachable. You have to make it seem like you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happening. So then people of course. will reveal those things mm. and you'll be able to One more thing. figure it out. <laughs> I just had to get that Columbo in, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think that I think the thing that bothers shut up. <laughs> I think the thing that bothers me about it is like even in like moments of like probably so like when he's waiting outside and he's like on his iPod, I guess, like singing the song and like all the sirens and stuff are going on around him. Where it's like like at that moment you've reached this crescendo where it's like, is this guy just like actually kind of a, a buffoon? <laughs> like that's again still how I see it and interpret it. Like well, him being wrong. outside. Oh well, the, well, yeah, I'm wrong, but it, well, I mean, listen to how he talks. Like there's such a stereotype about the southern drawl it's just gonna true you talk slow and think slower like it's it i'm gonna say it like it's a truly a plot device like yeah absolutely well i'm wrong so yeah. fuck, fuck you <laughs> uh the, the other two the will sing the will scene is just amazing it's yeah, just the, just how just everybody just turns. You get kiddo and you're part of the family, which which is another thing. Uh, you were talking about the funeral. She gets told twice, oh, we wanted you at the funeral, but but you but we were outvoted. Yeah. And so you kind of see those those roots in there of like, oh, maybe they don't like her as much as they say. And then just that, yeah, that turn is just unreal ryan jo ryan johnson directs the shit out of that scene there's some amazing camera work there uh it's all just fucking meticulously crafted it, uh crazy. and I, I love it so much uh and then the what my personal favorite and best scene in the movie is is the, what everyone waits for in a murder mystery is just the big ta-da like the big the, the climax reveal. yes uh, right from the fucking donut hole the donut speech <laughs> I love that. I was so pissed off about the donut metaphor. It was like, if you don't want a donut with holes in it, then just get a fritter. Like, don't. <laughs> hey, they got to save something for Knives Out 2. I, wait for the fritter analogy <laughs> in Knives Out 2. Uh, which I will take that royalty check right yeah. now. Uh, it was a big year 2019 for donuts and movies because you had the donut hole monologue in this. And then you had uh, it's on a, it's just for me and movie people the line from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, where oh, <laughs> Brad Pitt asked him Are you real I'm as real as a donut motherfucker <laughs> It's just <laughs> good year for donuts and movies um, That's all I want to say it's Two things That's bigger than usual that's, Yeah That's I mean uh, But yeah It's it's all brilliant uh, I, I, There's that's the only word for it is how everything just comes to a head It's it's what you wait for in mysteries and it's basically if that if you don't land that then it retroactively hurts the experience that you took to get there. absolutely and and i think the great thing too about this movie is that it kept heightening so like you thought it was already at the highest well then they burned down like the medical lab yeah. right like like so there's always something else and somebody else got killed and then like she's puking everywhere i think those are my favorite scenes when she was just i like, love the puking i can i argue about this <laughs> unexpected addition um it might be my biggest complaint with the movie <laughs> it was mike's too 
I think oh my God. I just thought it was really well done. And I thought it was just that way of getting like that, like straight shooter and like her innocence, compli- like she's yeah. complicating her. Right. Com- but like giving her like a, an obstacle, right? Because, okay, she, she killed Harlan. Now what? Like, you know, is i thought that it was really well done and and made her just like very seem very real rather than just like um a mary sue like just like a so she felt real perfect. to me with everything oh, else besides oh. that oh yeah add her to my list uh you and ben affleck huh <laughs> except i don't except i don't have the back tattoo um yeah hey <laughs> Coming up, I'm sure. I would never get a tattoo of whatever Ben Affleck has done to himself. What about what about Mike's cocksack? So did you get that on your back? Oh my gosh! I thought, he, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. Else. I, I I thought so too. I was like I was like, please pronounce that. Mike's cock tattooed on your back? No, I want to cover my whole back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could probably get like a shoulder blade out of it. For sure. <laughs> okay, can we stop talking about my body? Like. <laughs> So, so I've always been bothered. It just feels like, look, I'm always a fan for watching people puke on screen. It's just funny to me. I'm normally used to seeing like Steve-O do it, um, right. which the next time we're recording, uh, you will have heard my review of Jackass Forever. Um, I can't <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go I'm see so tomorrow. Excited. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It just felt like there was no other way to do that. It that felt very unrealistic to me, and it took me as someone who has one of those like tells i faint like literally at the drop of a hat i will pass out and convulse mm-hmm. on the floor it's happened in airplanes it's happened in bathrooms it's happened when i stab myself in the foot with a hot dog skewer like it happens all the time so the fact that i could see some kind of like little not as dramatic as that fainting episode like it endeared her to me sure yeah my my problem with it is if if it was used as a crutch for Blanc to find out more about the truth, then I would have hated it more. It wasn't mm-hmm. the reason he, he didn't. So, so that's not the reason I didn't like it. The reason I didn't like it is because you're portraying Marta as, you know, the, the one so-called innocent character in this, in this whole thing. Someone who's, you know, very, um, very heartfelt and, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. I don't think you necessarily need her puking due to lying to to express that when would you have had some kind of comedic relief though there's 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 a there's a a lot yeah there's like the consistent thread of that though like name something more poignant comedically in that movie and then in in that movie yeah uh, at least five things Don Johnson did. <laughs> yeah, Don, right. Don, me, Don Johnson, the answer. Tony Collette is also She's outwardly great. comedic. Um, I'm glad uh, I got to watch her in something where she didn't terrify the shit out of me. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow is pretty terrifying. Um, it's true. There, there's, there's a lot of comedic stuff. For my thing, I thought Whitman was going to touch on it was that for her to be so pure and so like heartfelt in her motive and her actions that was almost kind of used as a way to like show weakness because like she had to skirt around the truth to avoid doing that at times. Mm -hmm. So it felt to me like an unnecessary plot device. I I don't know how she would get it, but if it ends with Chris Evans getting like fucking chunky soup puked in his face, well then I'm ultimately going to be okay with it. I mean, I feel like it was 
I feel like they did it because everybody else told half truths, right? Yeah. It was a lies of omission where she was authentically saying what would save her, where everybody else, she wasn't just saving herself. She was saving her whole family, right? Sure. Yeah. Everybody else was literally out for themselves and not saying kind of like going back to the birthday cake scene, right? Like everybody had a different recollection yeah. of that of the events yes. but it was always circulating around them next to as opposed to them being there for the family and like having harlan's interest at at the crux of it all true yeah, absolutely other other things that were nitpicks or problems with people anybody have anything else that was uh, an issue Benoit I, I have... blanc's fucking southern drawl she, you should have seen her watching it i love I will, it just because you like for the audience it's daniel craig it's fucking james bond and it's so over the top yeah. i mean it's it's really to me no different than hercule poirot like what kenneth branagh does for that or anybody like whether it be the mustache or the accent like it's just a different take on it but i can see how that would rub people the wrong way <laughs> yeah i mean like i'm all for the you know pink panther inspector clouseau like yeah I like to buy a hamburger. Like I say that at least <laughs> twice a week to myself whenever I want to do anything. Um, but that accent, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to impersonate it, but uh, Don't. no, Don't <laughs> do it. Don't. I can do it. It's the slow draw. Now, what I'd say is you hold a ping pong ball just <laughs> at the back of your mola. And you continue to say things like the arc always comes back to you. And it's what you do with the truth that really determines who you are. Every, every time now moving forward that, uh, that you want me to go get donuts, I'm going to talk about donuts and Benoit Blocks. A donut hole for a it, donut donut hole. hole. You want me to get some donuts? <laughs> That's fine holes. because you know what I order from Donut Country? A fucking fritter. <laughs> yeah, apple fritters. It's an apple fritter as big as your face. And that's the target I wanted to punch the entire time Daniel Craig Benoit Blanc was talking. <laughs> like he is the first person I wanted to smack in the face. Uh, uh, go, going back, I just like the, of course, with, with, you know, mystery movies and things like that, you go back and you're like, Oh, there was this clue and there was that clue and, and mm -hmm. things like that, you know, little things that, that you picked up on. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to give all of them away. Um, but like, but like one of the big ones was when Marta goes to Ransom's house after she gets like the, the blackmail letter of the toxicology mm -hmm. report, you see the shelf uh, in his place and it's got jugs on the shelf and it's missing one. Oh, really? Yeah, because it because it's used to bomb the medical examiner's office. Ah, I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. The I didn't notice it either. I also had to confirm though that the portrait of Harlan kept changing throughout the movie mm. because I was like, "Did it? No, <laughs> this is the portrait of Dorian Gray. What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> Nana too. I just love like all like the Nana's your spirit animal. That's you now. Whole platter smoked salmon. That's me. That's Nana. She just hanging out, watching everything. How old is she? We do we not do know. Not know. <laughs> exactly. She's my spirit animal. I want to be Nana one day. 
Um, I love that. I love just some of the lines like that are like the throwaway lines in it. Um, like Michael Shannon says, I will not eat one iota of shit. <laughs> After like Ransom's like, eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. Everybody. Yeah. Not eat one iota. First Jamal Evans just oh, ruined great. that. Eat shit. Yeah. You eat shit. You yeah. definitely eat shit. I, and I thought um, that, that was so great. Just like, I just think any scene where they're all together no. it is just so well done I, I think that's why probably my, my least favorite stretch in the movie is like the intimidation and like blackmail portion of it because you have people separated for too long and also drag sure. just a little mm. bit too long mm. you have to have michael shannon intimidator then she has to like be with chris evans again and like lewin said like kind of figure out the blackmail portion of it and i don't know like it I think if it's like like ten minutes tighter, like around that portion of it, then it's an even somehow an even better movie than how great it already is. I think it was. I think that part was. I do think it's a little bit long, but I really like the balance of Walt being the dark, lurking figure in the Mm -hmm. corridor, and then Chris Evans like, let's go have some beers and chill out. Yeah, Yeah. like he was literally the wolf in sheep's clothing. Like his Mm -hmm. sweater was. I mean. It's on point. It was on great. I mean, I I probably could never knit that in my entire life, <laughs> but I would try in the hopes that Chris Evans could be like, okay. you're Chris doing Ev- it wrong. In the hopes that Chris Evans would wear it so he could take it off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the make, so I the could make- bruise his coccyx. Yeah. <laughs> uh the Meg stuff also just doesn't fly with me a little bit like I don't know like I, I like kind of having that that extra character that was like with Marta essentially so it ultimately gets resolved but you know I mean, it, they it, presented like they were the same age and I don't feel like there was enough interaction between the two of them yeah other than that they were both being used as pivots for the family Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. Um oh other nitpick. I hated that the house was so formally put together, like Nano was always decked out and everything, but the mug that Marta used was the my house, my, my house, coffee, my, my rolls. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kitschy. It was, you know, it was a call. But fuck, like nobody puts that mug out on purpose. <laughs> Like we have a coffee bar in our home and there are certain mugs that do not see the light of day unless yep. the person who came over got you that mug yep. has it yep. out. Right. <laughs> who gave Harlan Thromby that <laughs> mug? Yeah. yeah. Who gave Harlan that mug? Like who like serious question, who out of that family gifted Harlan that mug? Maybe it was a fan. Maybe it was his writing mug. I could see Harlan being the kind of guy that like found that to be kind of kitschy and it's like, ha, I'll take that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Again, how do you say it? Ha, I'll take that. <laughs> Leave me alone. Rest in peace, Christopher Plummer. It's crazy this movie. Oh like, my God. like, yeah, like this movie came out two, three years ago. Granted, Christopher Plummer was no spring chicken, but like we don't have Christopher oh, Plummer man. anymore and he's, he's fucking... He was one of our greatest living actors, and he's just gone. Yeah, Sad. I don't think anybody could have replaced him in the role either. No, no, no yeah, he's, no. he's so pure. I can pure. only think of like other dead people. That yeah, could do exactly. It. Yeah, Which I sucks. couldn't see anybody else that's living to take that role. Right. Um, with the coffee mug, I'm f- I'm fine overlooking it just because it leads to, like one of the greatest final shots in movie history. Yeah, like, yes, the final shot of her is looking down all these miserable people that they treated her like shit, and she still wants to help them, but. 
she's sipping out of this fucking coffee mug. <laughs> it's just no, and I just it's love, a dope ass yes, moment. And I just love like they have been shitting on her. They talked about like the classism and like treated her like a servant and everything mm-hmm. like that, right? And then at the end, she's up here and they're all down here. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it just was so yeah. great. Just, yes. Uh, a wonderful change absolutely i i have high hopes for the sequel which is still being called knives out 2 for now i believe it has been confirmed it will be called knives out just because it's uh, specifically towards like like the knives in this movie I liked that too. I like that. He wouldn't know the difference between like a, a prop knife a prop and a real knife. knife and then yeah. he yep. like stabs her with the prop knife. I thought that was really great. Um, but I also yeah. like that everybody was interviewed at knife point at yes. the beginning. Yeah. That it's all was poignant. Huh? Huh? Nothing? Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Week of the week. So I know it wasn't week of the week. I was thinking I was waiting for Witten to add something in so it would be a week of the week. <laughs> <laughs> to do. But the cast uh, it's a great cast. It's got a lot to love to. So we got oh. so you got Dave Batista, Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., wow. Kate Hudson, Madeline Klein, Jessica Henwick, and Ethan Hawke. Wow. What a cast. And it's an on location movie. I think they filmed it in Greece, I wanna say. Oh wow. So I'm very Jesus. intrigued on that. But I'm going to be sad. Like, so I, I'm curious to be who will be that Marta character. Cause that's so pivotal to the success of this movie. If we want to get into MVP and LVP, I, I'm open to all arguments, but I really struggle between Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas, who is the true MVP of this movie, because it's, it's like one a and one B to me. Uh, they're both, perfect in their execution and what they mean to the whole movie there everyone in this movie like we've already mentioned is great but to those are the two to me that stand above the rest so i'm, I'm willing to hear any conversation argument or change my mind if it's somebody else i'd love to hear it uh i i will start uh so uh again we mentioned previously honorable mention to don johnson he's so great he hands her the he, fucking plate Come here, take part part in this conversation. No, just take that. Um, (laughs) To me, like I went, I went back and forth as well. Like I had Daniel Craig on this list as well. But to me, uh, the person that that does it for me is is Chris Evans. Wow, Chris Chris Evans to me in this movie displays a a wide arc of behavior from just being a pompous shit to just being very, you know, deceitly helpful to then just being just mean and, you know, a, a killer, essentially. It's just a range of emotions that he just, that he just plays in this. Uh, I mean, it may, be, it may be skewed a little bit because around that time, he was just mostly known for Captain America. Yeah. And then now you have him in this movie telling everybody to eat shit. Yeah. So it like, made, yeah. I mean, Twitter <laughs> loved. I mean, I'm pretty sure this started the Christopher Jamal Evans movement on Twitter, yeah. right? Like the handcuffed with the fingers flat, like that is an acrylics moment. Yeah, yeah. And so, Wait, yeah. What's a Twitter? Oh, shut no, up, Samantha. <laughs> no, I, I actually agree with with um with with Mike. Um, I think he's just the most charismatic person and 
you know he's bad news from like missing the funeral and how everybody talks shit about him. Mm -hmm. He just like saunters in and you're just like, oh, okay, who's this? Like, yeah, only the hell caused me here. Right, right. He's like, no, and like he says to the cops, like, you can call me Hugh. (laughs) Like, and again, showing that like classism and and racism and everything like that, like, but doing it in a way that seems like such a throwaway, but it's really, really like meaningful. Um, and I just think like, yeah, I, I think he does a great job. I think Anna Dharma says as well, I don't think anyone else could have done that role either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see anyone else who could have played that character like Chris Evans did, having it be so different than what we're used to seeing, but then also like, you know he's a piece of shit. Like you know he's a bad yeah. guy, but then you're like, oh, maybe he. Like I want to believe that he wants to help. Like mm-hmm. I want to believe that he he is in it to help her, kind of thing. Before the twist where he was just like setting her up and everything, you know. Um, so I, I agree, but I I also strongly believe Anna de Armas is like, yeah, um, I think I think Chris Evans is like the scorpion from Scorpion and the Frog, right? That parable. Anybody? I don't know what she's talking about. I, I feel like no, I've I, I feel like I've heard it. So a scorpion's got to get across uh, the river. Yeah, frog's got to go across the river. Scorpion says, "I can't swim," and frog says, "I'm afraid you're going to sting me." And the scorpion says, "Oh no, I won't. I promise." And then they get across the river, and the scorpion stings the frog anyway. Oh, it's, I, I know it is the old man and the snake. That's yeah. but yeah, it's very very similar. Yeah, yeah got it. Okay. Um, so like he was definitely that, but fuck if I don't love a frog. You know, like <laughs> Anna was my go-to, my honorable mention, like half serious was Trooper Warner for his little fangirl moments. That of was... he, he's my LVP. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it in a second. Here, I love Chris Evans in this movie. Here's my argument against Chris Evans. At times, to me, you're wrong. It feels a little too wrong true uh try hardy because he's trying to too hard he no he's trying <laughs> fuck you he's looking at the captain america persona and being done with it and trying to go against that like to, to, to such a degree that it feels a little inauthentic at times okay just because he he has to, i feel like he has to so there's there's moments where like especially at the end when he's like kind of rattling off you know like the reveal of like i'll be out you know and with a good lawyer i'll be out and then i'm coming back for everything like you bitch like that kind of thing it's like okay dude you're captain america like like you know it, it was a little see-through to me in terms of his performance but um so we have two votes for chris evans Britt, was your vote for anna de armas or who are you My vote for anna. yeah i would go with anna de armas as well so now we're at a we're at a two two standstill here. Well, we can try to convince somebody let's to change. Give it to Daniel Craig. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> no, like, it can't. Bro is pretty well against the accent, and I get that. Like CSI KFC was a great line, <laughs> and a reason that I would vote for Chris Evans to be MVP. Alas, I just want to punch Daniel Craig in the goddamn face. <laughs> my thing with Anna De Armas is. It's so difficult to be that good of a person and be as believable as she is. And in her scenes where she's like, when her back is turned 
when Harlan is talking to Joni after she's like she knows, and she's like crying and That's keeping it silent. Scene. And then even afterwards, when she closes the door and she's sitting on the steps and she just watched Harlan kill himself and she's like distraught with all of it. Yeah. But then she is okay because she has to be. It has like three different meanings because you believe her. But also there's like a half second where you're like, wait, fuck, did she like do it on purpose? Because you still don't 100% know exactly what happened in that moment. And also just her just being a badass. I, I am okay. I'm in awe of the fact that she did not get nominated for an Oscar for this because she was on the cusp of it. And she unfortunately just ran up against fucking bad luck and the fact that Oscars never recognize these kind of performances and like multi-genre movies, like a mystery comedy thriller type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah, I thought she was fucking All right. dope. I swayed you? Sure. Yes. Sorry, Chris Evans. Sorry. It was close. I prefer Jamal Evans. I will, I, I, I will say in, the, in that argument as, as well, this, in that same context of the scene where she's going through her bag trying to find the Narcan. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. panicking and getting faster and getting I mean, more, more out of control. Like that's, that's, that's hard to 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 do that acting oh yeah a thing that was in my head like i kind of mentioned was thinking of the sequel and like how it can be successful without certain people i could see edward norton not as successfully as chris evans being that kind of like dickhead character but filling that role in a specific way whereas i don't know a couple of these younger actresses but they have a lot to live up to to fill that role of kind of like the not detective protagonist, like the person you root for outside of the sleuth himself. Right. Um, so that I was trying to like wins above replacement, essentially. It's a it's a it's a sports <laughs> stat that I was looking at very heavily in this movie. Um so people yeah, who I I'm think kind we, of for knives out too, I kind of hope that it's Janelle Monet that takes over that animal. I could see that because she did so well in hidden figures with yeah. that same kind of adversity. Mm-hmm. I just hope it continues in she, in Moonlight as well. She's very much like an innocent, like mother figure character. So yeah, so I, that's a good call. I hope that's I hope that is the case. And I just like her as an actress. She's really good. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, great. Michael Shannon, great. Don Johnson, awesome. Tony Collette. She doesn't get a lot as much to do, but like you said, like she crushes it. Like he's Stanfield being like the straight guy, but still being like one of like his one liners. One of the greatest, one of the our greatest living actors at the moment, <laughs> technically. <laughs> um, Christopher Plummer, who we lost. Uh, who who would anybody suggest be as the LVP? Like I said, I go with Trooper. Is it Wagner or what's the character's name? It's, Wag- it's Wagner. Well, Wagner. I said Warner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, 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 I thought I was wrong, so I, I wanted to be sure. I mean, you usually are. I appreciate that. It's no problem. It's yeah. It's difficult as well because one of the things y'all y'all talk about when it comes to these type of things is batting average. So there's mm-hmm. no, there's there's a people in here that just don't have a big batting average, like uh, like Jacob Thromby, uh, Walt Kidd meg a little bit doesn't doesn't get there um you know fran you know doesn't really get there as well um i I, you could you could convince me with a with a jaden martell jacob thromby argument i he's just a little piece of shit yeah that's the kind of thing that you have to differentiate the character with the performance i guess yeah but he didn't do anything yeah he said and he jerked off in a bathroom and then held his phone up 
when people have started arguing and then and then called and Twitter. then called make a liberal, a liberal snowflake that's yeah, yeah that, that that's kind of all that he did I do, it did lead to maybe my favorite line in the movie the nazi child masturbating in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> that's what the southern drawl is for is for that sentence alone <laughs> the, nazi the, the nazi child masturbating in the bathroom it's, see, it's that's that's hillbilly mullet like never had it uh yeah. the nazi- i say it'll be in cockney <laughs> That's actually the root of the Southern accent, just, you know, I'm, Southern entomology. I'm going to give my my LVP. I may just be on an island here because I, I told you this last night and you looked at me like, really? Yeah, you. I think, you, I think you're dumb. I, I, I'm going to be on an island. My LVP is Tony Collette. Whoa. The reason why is because is because we know, like, I just didn't think that she was a right match for that character. I think she did her best trying to play that character, but I think she, I think she tried a little bit too hard. And, and to me, as when it comes to those characters, it just seemed like, 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 to be honest, I probably would have, I probably would have switched, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Walt, Donna's wife. Uh, Ricky Lindholm, mm-hmm. I would have switched and and put Ricky as as Joni and put Tony Collette as Donna. I could I could see that I, yeah. I could see that. Um, I still I think she does a good job with how like floaty and like like airy that character needs to be. I, right. I see some of your arguments though. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with being on that island. That yeah. that that is me. Like I said, mine would be Trooper Wagner because I, I felt like he was unnecessarily doofy. Like, like it wasn't, you didn't need that, like, not even tertiary, that what would be the fourth, uh, quaduciary? That's not a word. Um, like that fourth level detective to just be like, oh yeah, like in like the menagerie tragedy type of thing. I, I, I like the fangirlness of it as, as, as Brittany had mentioned, but I think the actor played it a little too like, magoo. So that, that that would that would be my vote, but I'm I'm willing to hear other other options. Uh, as the characters as are written, my least favorite was Linda, uh, like her, not Jamie Lee Curtis in the mm-hmm. role, but like the character of Linda was my LVP. She just, I could tell she was fake right from the start. You know, like mm. she made her business what it is. No, she got a fucking million dollar loan from her daddy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I saw right through that so quickly. Um, I think my LVP is either Meg or Don Johnson. Don, Don Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> I thought he was great. I thought he brought so much of the comedic, but like not purposefully comedic. Okay. Okay. Well, here's okay. So here's my question: If you didn't like Don, did you not like the way Don Johnson performed it, or do you think that just he just wasn't? Like that role just wasn't fit for him. I know that I have bias because he reminded me of every single father of all the friends I ever had in elementary school. <laughs> that's what it like, is. Like I know that's <laughs> my bias, but I also just don't think he was right for the role. Like 
Who does he think he is coming in with that center part with that feathered hair? <laughs> I never was getting the cosmetics. That's not who, fair. <laughs> who would you who would you have liked to have played that role? I who do you think, think would have been great? I know I'm kind of putting you on spot. You are. Um hmm. here, why don't you want think think on that and let's Kevin Costner. Mm, too nice. Not if you had seen Yellowstone, you'd be saying that. Otherwise. That's probably yeah. yeah. That's probably yeah, it. Probably it. All right. Well, let's let's let Sam. Make Nick Cage. <laughs> you didn't like Jaden Martell. I. That's probably. I'll probably acquiesce and agree with you just because. And I've seen him in things where he does more. Well, he, I, I mean, the biggest thing is it. Him in that either. Like he's he's, he's good fine. in it. He's not my favorite kid in it. Right. Um. So, yeah. He's he's another one that's a little too his delivery on things is a little too like on the nose. Like it doesn't feel like legitimate. Yeah. Hmm. I I, I can yeah I can kind of see that ba- based on your argument because because I mean basically those lines that he had when he was revealing that ransom was cut out of the will it's pretty much his only lines. Yeah, yeah and so, if he's not if he's not yelling something in the background of other kerfuffles. Yeah. yeah, and 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 so if and so if you want to maybe that's not enough though. Like, I mean, what's not, more egregious? I mean, I think. Or like... I mean, I think for this movie that is enough because everybody else, like like Brittany was saying, it's more so the Linda character, not Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. I think she I think plays it perfectly yeah, as that. Sure. Yeah, as that kind of like entitled fake bitch essentially, um, and. Everyone else is on islands, so I, I think that's our best option is Jaden Martell. Yeah, I, I can I'll agree. Okay. All right. I would have loved it if he was more of a titty baby. <laughs> like, that's the way I what is that? <laughs> You're so out of touch with everything. Yeah, that, you can that, get them on Twitter. It becomes your avatar. So. Don't, don't look up titty babies on Twitter. You're not gonna like the answers that you get. <laughs> It's going to be a weird. Don't ruin it, Don't ruin it. Sorry, I got to protect my wife and also got to protect our IP address. Um, <laughs> so, Anna de Armas, MVP of Knives Out. Jaden Martell, the LVP of Knives Out. Anything else on the movie that we have not tackled or discussed? So, like I said, I went down the rabbit hole of interesting mm-hmm. movie details. So, I've, I'll I'll forego like all the details that will that could kind of reveal like the mystery and stuff like that and who it is. For the people who are listening, Mike Wooden typed out two fucking pages of <laughs> notes, single spaced and size ten font. <laughs> I had time last night. It's not a term paper, bro. <laughs> it is. Like we're lucky it's bulleted. Um, that's how I know how he thought through his ideas. But there are notes in the margins as well. Just... Any, anyways. Hey, nothing um, wrong with that. Um, Setting up the scene. The TV show that Marta's sister is watching in the beginning, the voice of the detective is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I saw that on, who, on IMDb, yep. Yeah, who has a cameo in all of uh, Rain John- Ryan? Ryan? Ryan. Just Ryan, Ryan Johnson's oh, movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading role, like Looper and... Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, during the bar scene with Ransom and... Marta, uh, the song that's playing in the background is Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot, in which while they're talking, the specific lyrics that play are Sundown, you better take care if I find you creeping around my back stair. Hmm. 
which is which is what they had to do to get up there. And also, uh, it's kind of known that Gordon Lightfoot wrote this about a group he had experience with named Kathy Smith, who's known for giving John Belushi the fatal injection of, oh. of heroin oh, and cocaine. That is, that is way too intricate. <laughs> Deep, did you go down this? No, 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 no. He, he really... didn't do this. This no, is just Ryan Johnson doing how deep. Yeah. Um, let's see. No mystery. No mystery. We already talked about that. We already talked about that. We already talked about that. And yeah, we talked about the, the party and the flashbacks. So, so yeah, just those, just those, just interesting little tidbits in there. Um, I think my favorite was that Marta was taken by ransom. Like she was taken for ransom. Mm -hmm. That was fucking poetic. I also really like that. I am like, some people are just innately going to be better than me at everything. And that's fine. But I am definitely better than every single character that Ryan wrote for this movie. Oh yeah. Morally (laughs) I am centered as fuck. Like, yeah. That baby. Um, I also think that house is gonna be haunted forever. I I can we build like a secret library room in our house? I already like, have one. What? <laughs> Surprise! We need to. You need to tell me about this. That's why that fucking secret. Oh, I one hundred percent believe this. Then <laughs> <laughs> Mike would just have no fucking no clue. Idea. Where were you? Nowhere. <laughs> I was in the garage planting oh so, oh so that's what you do when you're when you're planting in the garage sure yeah don't talk about my farming okay we don't need the cops visiting uh, oh. <laughs> wow or okay. or the the last real true sleuth I'm gonna, I want, I, if you ever get involved in something i'm gonna hire the most southern private investigator i can find <laughs> we're in tennessee there there are a dime true. a dozen here well, also for mike and i it's just good to have a benoit you can root for again you know um <laughs> An hour is it is, is it bad that uh, a couple mornings ago I woke up at 5 30 in the morning and that was the episode that was playing on the pro wrestling channel for Pluto and I was like ah, I might as well watch this <laughs> might as well <laughs> that's why you've been so sad <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sensitize, sensitize to it at this point yeah. <laughs> all right let's score it so on a scale of one to ten you can go halves we always start with our guests ladies first Brittany what is your score for knives out <sighs> on a scale of movies that i'd watch again granted there's a pretty low bar but i want to say it's like a six and a half or a seven okay okay it's not the most perfect movie but it's delicious like i said earlier i honestly thought you were gonna go higher so i'll I'll round it up to the seven okay okay i went back and forth with this and i think the characters are great it's a different kind of mystery plot but it works um and yeah it's it's just got the overall great sense of people who are fake getting what's coming to them in the end just not getting anything uh so i think i can give this i think i can give this a nine nine all right yeah from mike samantha um yeah i i adore this movie i think it's so well done it's like right up my alley it is like my type of movie a thousand percent i could watch this over and over again um 
I just think it's it's pretty close to being like right up there in like the upper echelon. But I do think it's one of my favorite movies, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. of like the last few years. Um, I'm giving it a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Damn, uh, I feel so stingy. No, you're fine. Hey, I, I've been stingy for for quite a while. Um, but I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Samantha route. Like I said, it's it's hard for a modern movie for me to be so rewatchable because mm-hmm. I'm a very nostalgic person. So like things that I rewatch constantly are things that I can draw from like different memories or experiences. This sounds like a Michael, a fucking Matthew McConaughey car commercial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> experiences and you remember where you were. Um, but yeah, it's it's it hits me in the right fucking level of comedy the right fucking level of mystery the, the right fucking level of talent i was also going to give it a nine and a half okay wow. so let me let me average that out real quick just wow. some quick math wow weird uh, wild stuff uh nine whoop i did 95 it's an average score of 72 and a half no um one five plus seven plus nine divided by four that's totally wrong what the fuck did i do i can't use a basic calculator i think it's eight point something eight point seven five thank there you we for Knives Out. Uh, Yeah, that might be one of the the highest guest star ones we've had. Mm -hmm. So congrats, guys. We should have that at the end of the first season. Whoever had the movie that we liked the best gets to come back on the show. (laughs) That's like a competition. Robert's out. He watched Major Pain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like Major Pain. but That's great. I love that movie. I think Tope would still think it would be an elite deal because of Goodfellas. But that's unfair. He picked fucking good. No, he picked I Love You, Man. Goodfellas doesn't count. Fucked up, eh? Um, but I love it also was like a nine. It was high up there. Yeah, it was high up there. <laughs> so what? Wait, wait, hold on. I love you, man. Sorry to bother you. Slapshot, Speed, The Birdcage, The Fifth it. Element, Love Actually, Major Pain, and Knives. Like, I think this is our highest guest star show. What are the movies? Uh, I love you, man. Sorry to bother you. Slapshot, Speed. I love you, man. Was an eight and a half overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's the second highest. Sorry to bother you is a six. Yeah, way to go, Justin. Slapshot, six point eight three. Speed. Speed. Should have been higher. That, I I waited higher than fucking Tony and Julia. Birdcage. Birdcage might be high. Where's Birdcage? Birdcage. I think it was an eight and eight and a half. Okay. Uh, fifth element was lower. Don't go that. No. <laughs> 6.75. Love actually, like an eight or something. Yeah, and 7.75. And major pains lower. Yeah, so you guys got the highest one so far. Yay. Good job. You get a cookie. What if I just mailed them a cookie? <laughs> like one I cookie. Want a fritter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we will get you a fritter. I'll find you a fritter for crying out loud. Wait, Donut Mike, you Get your wife a fritter, man. <laughs> I'll get you. Listen, I, they're as big as your fucking face, I'll right? They're you. huge. They're a dinner plate. You could eat another fritter off of them and still have like sustenance for the rest of the week. Before we get out of here, as promised, do you guys want to tell the story of the movie we thought we were going to, we thought you guys would nominate, but ultimately couldn't because you guys actually followed the rules. Uh, what is your airplane story? So uh back in 2012 i was visiting gainesville for i think it was generation yes it was generation uh sketch show the sketch comedy group that we all have been in since Brittany. um and uh britney's friend and roommate lara finally like put her foot down and was like you need to go on a date with britney so i was like yeah oh. sam was there too they like yeah oh yeah they cornered yes yeah, yeah. And- sam yes 
and so integral part yes yeah and so you were i texted you the next day after i got your number you were out of town in atlanta until wednesday so i had to wait yeah and, and it was my best friend's birthday the next day yes so. and during that time i was staying at mullen sam's place Mm -hmm. And Mullen and I are talking that day and I'm voicing about how, you know, how well I want the date to go and, you know, this, that, and the other. Get your pep talk from Rip. Yep. And then, and then Mullen comes up with the idea of, hey, how about during your guys' date, during dinner, I give you a call and tell you, Sam and I just got in this huge argument and it's probably best that you don't come back to stay the night just let us have the evening to work out what we need to work out. And so I'm like, okay, I, I, I think that could work. And so move forward, move forward with the date. Hold on, hold on. You're, you're skipping parts about our, I'm dynamics. sure we're already going long on this podcast. No, okay. So here's before the mullets phone call during dinner, during dinner, Mike tried to kiss me after I ordered his beer. I felt, I thought it was a moment. It was not. We tried to, it was Southern, uh, Southern Thursday at uh, yeah. the top. So I got shrimp and grits and he got fried chicken and it was, we had both said, oh, I think I want that one. The agreement was we would switch halfway and Mike wimped out because the shrimp was too spicy. It was, it was very and spicy. then after we switched our food back, that's when Mullet called. So Mullet calls and, and I, like, I'm expecting like, to like answer the phone and Mullet be, be like, you know, plans in motion or, or whatever like that, you know, <laughs> dun, yeah, dun, go, dun, like, dun, like do it. Dun. So I answer the phone and this is Mullet like verbatim. Hey, so uh, Sam and I just got in this really bad argument. And uh, we, we, uh, can you just, can you see if you can stay over at Brittany's place? At, at her apartment tonight because I, I don't think it's best for you to come back we we got some things we need to work out like this was bad Fucking acting baby look at that <laughs> oh we might have gotten an actual argument i don't remember <laughs> where, where were we living i don't know you're on tower yeah you're over yeah, on your tower right oh now. yeah 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 no mm -hmm. no i didn't know if you were like i didn't know how loud i was gonna be or like if you put on speaker or something so like i had to you know fucking he was moment, in right? the, like he was literally like hunched over and because I'd been roommates with Lara and Maddie and Rep, like I had heard stories about how brutal your arguments had been and how like verbose they would get. Mm -hmm. So when Mike's what? face, like his brows furrowed and Acting. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, yeah. So how bad does it have to be that you interrupt someone's first date? <laughs> Like, what do you argue about? Did someone run out of gas? I want to be part of your times? story for the rest of your lives. Yeah. <laughs> no, we and would fight over everything. We were, I know, but like, what in a normie world, what would you argue about that you call your friend on a first date and be like, hey, don't come home? Fucking uh, Taco Bell versus Del Taco. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway. and so, you know, and so I, I get off the phone, I was like, I was like, oh, crap. I was like, Mullen and Sam just got in this huge fight, and I don't think I can go back there for the night. Like, can... It was already like 11 o'clock. It was late. It was, yeah, it was getting late. And so I'm just like, can I just crash at your place? Which, which I've done numerous times before and just <laughs> crash on the couch. 
my uh, friends had a nickname for him before all of this, which was uh, the baby dragon, just snoring away on the couch, that, protecting that, a hoarded that, pillow. No, that's all. No, that back then that was a whole ass dragon. That <laughs> <laughs> baby, nothing. So then, so then later on the in the date, uh, we're talking about like favorite movies, favorite movies, and things like that. And you mentioned Airplane, and I said I haven't yeah. seen it, and your face was just like you have not seen this movie and i was like no and you just went we're go we're watching it when we go back yeah well i mean like airplane kind of like you mullet like i'm pretty nostalgic when it comes to movies that i want to watch over and over yeah and um airplane was one of those movies that my mom and siblings went to church camp and my dad and i uh he sat me down in the living room and he just put on Caddyshack, Animal House, and Airplane in a row, movie marathon. We didn't talk. We paused the movie to take uh, bathroom breaks. We didn't eat. We didn't drink any water during this entire time. And at the end of it, he goes, this is comedy. This is what people think are funny. If you make jokes like this, people will be your friends. And it was a fucking lie <laughs> until I got to college and met Witten and like it was just mind boggling that he'd had this, like all of you really hilarious people in his life and none of you had made him watch Airplane. Like it felt insulting. Cause we were too busy drinking the Royal Rumbles. <laughs> it's true, yeah, we were too busy watching fucking Santino Morello almost make Rich Camelucci chug a beer through his wiener. <laughs> we, had, we had other funny things happening. And so, and That's so yeah. Us. Went back, went back to her place, watched airplane. She fell asleep on me for half of it. More than half. And then it's two o'clock in the morning. And we're at this just point, it was also like a seven hour date, just for the record. And we're just and we're just like, yeah, we can watch this episode of Hey Arnold. Yeah. And then and then had our first kiss. And he that, walked me in my door. That was almost 10 years ago. And I locked Aww. the door. Funny, funny uh another kind of airplane memory that we have um so so vince vaughn used did that comedy documentary wild west comedy festival mm -hmm. yeah they put that in nashville and they had it in nashville for for a number of years and so you know all the comedians would come out we've seen we've seen doug benson we've seen steve Byrne, we've seen colin jost like Pat Oswalt. Pat Oswalt, like a number of comedians. One of the things they had was at the local movie theater, independent movie theater, the, the Bell Court, did a showing of Airplane with a Q&A with the Zuckers. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a, pan, cool. like a panel discussion. So we got to take part in that, each asked a question. It was pretty cool. I don't even remember what I asked. Uh, I forget. I was really starstruck, and I was also pissed off at, uh, what's his face? That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> the only bad part about it was the moderator. Who was Jeff Garland? He, oh, he obliterated this guy that came up with a southern accent, like not Benoit Blanc, but just like, run of the mill. He probably has a John Deere in his garage, right? Like mm -hmm. that kind of like salt of the earth. And like and like had like a like a good legitimate question. Yeah. And it, it was about how their writing process and like what kind of editing did they allow other people to do. And Jeff Garland just laughs. At, at this guy and just basically makes a statement of like oh oh man that accent is so funny to me because it's you just sound so stupid you just sound so stupid and just the crowd just turned on him i mean it's like 
and it's only like a 25 seat theater like it's tiny yeah um oh other highlight from the first day rip gave us both the exact same uh pep talk which was you could do whatever you want yes i i i think he has that trademark yeah yeah. he wasn't the only one that used to say that to people (laughs) so i i said that i said that quite a bit (laughs) probably to win that same day um probably on that well on that first date, Widden's a good thing you, uh, you picked the right day to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one oh, day we'll do, a, we'll do a bonus. Uh, we'll do a Patreon exclusive and we'll watch Airplane and, and talk about it and share yes. our stories. I, I, I have nearly as good a story as Airplane of that, but. No. Yeah. I barely like you. Uh, <laughs> this is our one hour a week that we talk to each other. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. That's oh, I don't like putting my arm around you when we record. It just it feels so unnatural. Thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> of Married with Movies. We encourage you as always go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As I just mentioned, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. Make sure you're going to arcadeaudio.net slash the mullets to vote in our 2021 mullet awards for the best and the worst of what we watched on this podcast um there's some tight races still um and man i don't like some of the results right now so go vote <laughs> please because i will lose as it stands right now um don't vote no i'm, I'm, don't kidding. Vote. I'm, kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding uh also for me at your host month 38 on instagram and arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle when this episode airs I'm still not. I'm, I'm in 1996. God I just, I just, it. I just started. You can't say that already. So it's, uh, I think, in your house six. That sounds about right. Uh, Kevin Ash gets pulled through a hole. <laughs> That's go read about it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, Samantha, anything you like to plug? At Jam with your Sam on Instagram. Beautiful. Uh, Michael or Brittany, anything you like to plug? I'll let you start. Um, I don't know. I'm. Making a new seasoning, launching this summer. TPD on what it's going to be named, but it'll be tasty. Where where could they find out updates or news on that potentially? Uh, at Wood and Jim on Instagram and Twitter. Um, lurk me on TikTok. Uh, if you dare. <laughs> if you dare. If you dare. Find out what really happened to his coccyx. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> I got real tired and like little tips, and I set. A time management password on the app TikTok for myself, and I don't remember the passcode, so I may not respond. <laughs> is why I say, if you dare. <laughs> well, at least you're honest. <laughs> at least you warn people in advance. Mike, uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at MK Witten. I don't tweet, and I only retweet just to win things. So it's not that exciting. But you know, whenever I do that, you can also retweet to try to win the thing that I'm trying to win. So, so, hey, you know, you can do that. People helping people. Yes. And then you can find all those links in the description of the podcast you're listening to right now. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's, thanks for having us. Yes. We'll have you back. Uh, we've got to mm-hmm. get through this season and all the other people. The, the people are lining up, clamoring, clamoring to be on the show. We can't announce. Richard not being on the show. <laughs> ever he will be he will be on the show 2023 no he actually be on the show in (laughs) in in several weeks he's going to be the first episode of season two um but the next episode why does it get to be like 
the premiere. Because he's been bugging me ever since we started. It's like, I want to be back on the show. And it's like, I got to get to right. the people that haven't and been on the fucking show. Hate mail. I'm just doing it to get Charlie on the show. It's only yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah plus one to Charlie. Again? <laughs> I, I, I fully expect a horse movie to be a part of that list and to, to be what we picked. Our next Black guest Beauty. are. My money's on Black Beauty. <laughs> Uh, we don't own it, so and uh, if they, uh, fuck, she's gonna buy it she's for us. Shit, <laughs> you're just like one of mine. Our next guest star will be uh, our close friend, your former coworker Juan Rodriguez for March. So be on the lookout for that sometime I in March. Tell him that we're gonna have to watch a movie in Portuguese. No, I know what movie we're gonna have to fucking watch, and we're gonna break his goddamn heart. <laughs> I know what he's gonna pick. What? He's gonna nominate for Justin the Kelly. Yeah. I I guarantee yeah, it. If yeah. it's on the list, we're picking it because I haven't seen it. I've owned it for twenty years. And it's one of the worst movies ever made. Of course, that's what I'm going to pick. Yeah. So I'll make you like a little like scarf that you can wear while you wear it and just like hide your eyes when it'll match Kelly Clarkson's. You'll be fine. <laughs> Please do. I'm going to need whatever I can. <laughs> For Michael and Brittany, this is Mullet. Wait. Wait, this is what? wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just went here, so I was signing off for Podswap. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, what are you doing? I don't know. For Mullet. This is Mullet and the Widdens. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time at the couch slash table. Slash the movies. Slash, 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 slash. Boop, boop. (laughs) (laughs) You should leave out some of those slashes. It's like, slash, boop, slash, boop. What are they smuggling now? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.